Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, what, how do we say it? T-G-I-F. Thank God it's Friday, and uh, it's been a long week. It's been a tough week here in New York. John, it's been a busy day. Well, the, the, <laughs> the index is down to below 100. Which is, uh, thank so, goodness, uh, the air thank quality. God. I mean, yes. Wednesday, we almost hit 500. Yeah, the air yeah. quality is so much better. Uh, by the way, what a crazy day today, John. I mean, literally, in the last uh, two hours, we got the announcement from Jack Smith, special counsel investigating Trump on the indictment, talking about it, and the indictment was unsealed. So this is a big deal. 37 counts in the indictment, John. This is historic. 37 counts. Can they couldn't find any more? Yeah, they were probably, they, <laughs> believe me, if they could, they would have found it. They would have kept trying. It's called stacking. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, that, Ed Cox. No, and it, That's why they deem it, and then the, they're, Judge, they're not supposed to Judge do Judge Weinberg, that. how so, did they call him in your court when you were there? Awful. <laughs> 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 Governor, Governor Patterson. Well, it's... Just uh, interesting that things have moved so fast since we were together last night. By 7.30, the uh, 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 Trump had gone online to basically say that uh, this was going to happen. And then um, I'm trying to think of who was the elected official who demanded that the uh, uh, that the indictment be unsealed today. Somebody was in the news this morning screaming about it. Well, they unsealed it. Yeah, yeah, they, they listened. They Let's listened. go. I understand we have uh, our favorite uh, uh, lawyer. We have uh, Alan Dershowitz with us uh, from Harvard. Yeah, great. Uh, and, of course, he has the big book called Get Trump. Uh, so, Professor they Dershowitz, got him. they got him. <laughs> well, they haven't, got, they haven't gotten him yet. Not I yet. Was one of the people, I was one of the people who was demanding that the indictment be unsealed. There's no reason to keep it secret until Tuesday to get people speculating about everything. Now that we've read it, we know that it's mostly repetitive, mostly predictable, mostly uh, uninteresting, mostly pretty easily defeatable with really two or three dramatic exceptions. The dramatic exception, the most dramatic exception is the tape recording, which Donald Trump foolishly allowed to be taken. He knew he was being taped in which he allegedly showed an unauthorized person, a writer, some secret material about Iran and said, you know, I could have classified, declassified this when I was uh, president, but I didn't. So it's still secret. Uh, so it may not be a smoking gun, but it's a gun. And uh, it's what the, the uh, prosecutor emphasized in the beginning of the uh, indictment. He basically leads off with that. And I think the president will try to defend on the ground that, hey, it was just bluster. I didn't really show him anything to read. I just showed him that I have this. And, uh, you know, but that's the most serious charge in the indictment, that and another tape recording of another conversation with an aide about uh, a war that was going badly in country B. Those are the two things. If not for those two, I would say, you know, this would be a repeat of Bragg in New York. But these two really make that uh, uh, different, particularly the one uh, with uh, with the writer who was writing about Meadows. I don't know why Trump felt the necessity of being recorded when he made these statements about uh, the material 
uh, still being classified. Big mistake. But couldn't they, if prosecutors want to get any any ex-president or ex-vice president, oh, of course. Well, they can get anybody on this stuff. Yeah, and what about well, Biden? I mean, my goodness, John. Well, And what about Hillary? And what about Hillary? We've all been in the presence of big shots who boast about what they've done and give you the impression that they're telling you some deep, dark secrets. I certainly have. Um, and to me, even if they finally got something to get Trump on, the whole idea of starting an investigation and going after him for possession of classified material applied a double standard. They haven't done that to other presidents. And here they've just looked into every aspect of his life. And now, of course, there's tit for tat because the Democrats are in trouble because Republicans are now looking into every aspect of Hunter Biden's life, his relationship with his father. We're turning into a country where each side is trying to get the other side criminally indicted. They're weaponizing the criminal justice system, and it, it just weakens the country in every possible way. And people are not going to run for office if they know that it means their whole family life is going to be disrupted in this way, and people are going to be searching for any possible crime. Well, it's Alan, not a good time. Let me let me raise this issue with you because sure. you used the term of what weaponization. Is this case going to be uh, tried in Florida? Or is this case going to be tried in District of Columbia? Because if you're no, weaponizing the system Florida. in Florida, the whole all the proceedings are going to be in Florida. They'll yes. all be in Florida, yeah. and I think that was a very smart decision by Jack Smith because he didn't want to be accused of having forum shopped or judge shopped. And I think he's so confident in his indictment, particularly those two paragraphs that I talked about. He's basically sending a, a, a challenge out saying, look, I'm so confident I'm going to let you stand trial in front of a judge that you appointed in your own hometown and we're still going to get a conviction. So, Professor, that's what they've done. Professor Ed Cox here. Uh, there are what more than 30 counts. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, stacked. 37. 37. They are stacked, but yet they sound ominous. How do you throw them all out and just say it comes down to a few? On what grounds well, do you say, look, those counts are not going to be convicted on? Because of the Presidential Record Act. Exactly. The Presidential Record Act basically turns it into a civil dispute between the National Archives and the president or the vice president uh, as to which materials they can take and for how long, and if they've taken too many, what the remedy is. And it's not generally criminal, but showing classified material to somebody um, obviously is a different matter. And uh, that's why I think that's the one that's... Uh, that's uh, uh, dangerous. Um, and Governor Patterson. Uh, Alan, you know, even when I think about colleagues of mine who are on the other side of the aisle, and the one who comes to mind right away was the late majority leader of the state Senate, Joe Bruno. These yeah. charges are just, you know, maybe the person did it. Did it cause that much harm? Were they intentionally, but particularly in this case, was President Trump uh, taking the documents and sending them to Putin. Like, I want to see something that's really horrible before I start to think that there really should be a conviction. I'd actually be more interested in his participation on January 6th than this whole record-keeping stuff. And and by the well, way, Professor Dershowitz, is there any evidence? I was looking through it. I didn't see any evidence in, uh, it's like 40 pages, where it shows that something was given to a foreign government. Like you no, talked no, about, I it's went, an aid, right? And it's also uh, this yeah, I writer. Exactly. I went through it exactly in the same way, and no. Um, but remember, the Espionage Act is preventive. It's designed to make sure that 
the classified material doesn't get into the hands of people who might conceivably, even by accident, turn them over to our enemies. And you don't have to prove. What, what Smith did is he was very smart. Uh, when Hillary Clinton was investigated, she was investigated for negligently handling material. That's under one provision of the Espionage Act. They didn't go after Trump for that. They went after him under willfully, willfully doing it. And that uh, is a higher standard, harder to prove. But if they can prove it, it distinguishes his case from the case of the other three. But you mentioned mentioned the Espionage Act. Isn't there real questions, Alan, about the constitutionality of that act? And it's it's overbroad? I've been arguing about the constitutionality of the Espionage Act since I was in high school. It's the worst (laughs) single statute on the books, passed in 1917 by Woodrow Wilson, to in to throw in jail his political enemies like Eugene V. Debs and people who opposed the war. And it's a despicable so, statute. So, and every liberal, so Professor, every Democrat I know is against it, except when it's used for so, Trump. So how quickly does this get up to the Supreme Court? The How uh, you define the Presidential Records Act, the validity of the Espionage Act, these are above a trial court uh, level. How quickly does no it get question. up to the Supreme Court? Well, if it's dismissed, it gets up to the Supreme Court right away. But if it's not dismissed, you've got to wait until there's a conviction. Generally, clever lawyers can sometimes figure out ways of, um, of bringing it up to the appellate courts earlier. Unfortunately, I have to leave because I have another uh, obligation, but I'm always thrilled to join you on your show. You guys asked oh, all the best questions. Alan, what could oh. be more interesting than sitting here and continuing to talk to us? Great <laughs> point. Great point. I, I wish I was still teaching in law school. This case could be an entire semester in law school. The right. cases are interesting. But, you know, it wor- worries me that both sides are weaponizing our criminal justice system because today it's against Trump. Tomorrow it's against Biden. Uh, Americans, I have a constitutional right to vote against Trump for the third time. And I don't want anybody to take that right away from me, a judge, a prosecutor, anybody else. Some of you have the right to vote for Trump, but we all have the right to vote and decide who the president is. It shouldn't be decided by a prosecutor. 1,000%. Professor Dershowitz, thank you so much. I know you got to go. Uh, we love you. And uh, again, the book is Get Trump. Wow. Uh, you know, John, what, what's your reaction? I mean, he points out these two things that he says are the big issues from Professor Dershowitz. Uh, it is the two tapes. But yet... At the same time, you don't see that he gave well, this information. Said, he was bragging, it looks like, to yeah, like a publisher. I mean, that's, that's Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. It's He's classical been Trump. All his life. Yeah, but, but you know what, John? Think about yeah. it. They go after another. What if they go back to Obama or these other people who had documents, too? I bet they were bragging to somebody, sure, too. Listen, I am a firm believer that if prosecutors decide uh, to go after somebody, they'll find something. Yeah, and that's what it looks like here. That's what it Governor smells. Patterson, I mean, what say you? I mean, they got you on Yankee tickets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't even see the game. David. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't even invite us to the game. But go ahead, Gov. Well, that's what I was kind of saying before, is that I don't, I think everyone is punishable under the law. In other words, I think just because you're president doesn't mean that you can do anything and no one can do anything back. But I want to hear something like uh, Donald Trump uh, bought some weapons and gave it to the people on January 6th. I want to hear that. Then I would feel that the prosecution is is relevant. Right now, this is over records. There's no proof that he moved the records. He had copies of them, and the, he didn't have the actual records. He had copies. I, I just don't see why this is 
the big deal. You, frankly, I actually think that the New York case is more valid than, than the one that they're dating him on right now. The Bragg case? The Bragg case? Yeah, I Yo, think, that that one is such hogwash. That well, is such hogwash. It's, it's got the same problems. That yeah. is, uh, uh, federal laws that really don't apply. And by the way, yeah, everybody, no, I, I just want to ask Governor Passer one question. All right, if, about if the you tickets, knew the about, if you tickets? knew nothing about either case, and somebody hit you for five minutes about what's going on with Biden, and for five minutes what's going on with Trump, who is more guilty? I don't know that. Uh, either one of them are in terms of the, the allegations that are being made. And in, in other words, um, with Biden, the allegations are stronger that he took bribes and, and that kind of thing. They're going to have to they're going to have to prove that. But I, I like what uh, Alan Dershowitz said, that he wants to have the right to vote for his candidate for president unless somebody does something like the uh, the attorney general. What state was it? Uh, and I agree. I agree. Paxton in uh, uh who? Chair, Mr. Chairman, the the Attorney General that the legislature impeached last. Paxton. Oh yeah, Paxton, Paxton. Yeah. in Texas. 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 Now, when you, when you read the things he did, allegedly, of course they allegedly. Well, allegedly <laughs> spoken like no, an attorney. No, but I'm saying, the Judge, uh, Your Honor, that I'm saying that the allegations are very about, serious. What, are ser- very serious. I'm not even hearing serious allegations here, as I see it. Well, well I like we like a fair, honest person. Let's bring in. By the way, we got Rudy Giuliani, who's waiting for America's him right now. Mayor. Um, America's mega. Uh, Rudy he kept us safe. Yeah, and he kept us oh. up last night. We were listening to you. Uh, I'm so glad you joined me, and also you had John. That was a blockbuster <laughs> when the news was breaking last night. Uh, yeah, Rudy, yeah. what are your thoughts yeah. now that you've heard the, you've seen the indictment, you heard from the special counsel in the last two hours, lots of developments, your reaction? Well, I don't, I, I mean, I heard from the special counsel and, uh, I, I heard a guy that's part of the five or six year effort to frame Trump. He, 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 uh, basically, this is another chapter that started with Russian collusion. I mean, this is this is a, a negligence case. This is no better than a negligence case. And Jack Smith said that we live uh, we live in an America where everyone is treated equally before the law. Where, where does he live in on Mars? I mean, there's not anybody that believes that when they watch Hunter Biden walking around. If you use his standard, we use the same standard for everyone. This indictment gets dismissed. Hillary Clinton didn't get indicted, and she destroyed 33,000 emails. He didn't destroy anything. This is basically shuffling chairs around. The documents were put here. The documents were put there. The documents were put here. The classified uh, 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 document dealing with the general, by the way, is completely public. You know it. That's the Mealy uh, situation, where Mealy basically said, if Trump was going to attack China, he would he would tell China. Uh, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's, Rudy, that's the first I've heard of this. You're talking about that second tape, right? Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. One of one of one of two one of two uh, supposed leaks of uh, classified information. That once once a doctor once a uh, whole scenario is printed in the papers and uh, in the media, it's no longer classified. The president doesn't have to I mean, what's the harm in just discussing what's already been written in the New York Times 40 times? Rudy. So basically, there is no harm, no foul. Now, I don't know who was the person that just said that there's not a strong case against Biden. 
But for some reason, they haven't listened to any of my podcasts. Well, that was that's, Governor David that's Patterson. That's right. We're pointing the finger at David Patterson. Yeah, that governor, that crazy guy. <laughs> well, there are about 40 witnesses ready to testify against Biden, about 10 documents and a confession. Uh, so uh, you mean, we can start with Hunter Biden saying, for the last 30 years, I paid for all the expenses of this family, and I've given my father half my salary. Now, what the heck did you do that for, Hunter? And then you've got a, a series of about 30 transactions with foreign countries in multiple millions that go through 70 to 80 different banks. Uh, this would be a case that uh, is so overpowering, it's ridiculous. The, Joe Biden has been taking bribes since he was a baby. And... <laughs> That's a long time. Believe me. <laughs> Damn right he has. It goes way back to, to the 1970s. The guy hasn't gone through a year where he hasn't sold out his office. And you can prove it. You can prove it. And what the FBI has done is not interview the witnesses. There's a woman in Ukraine who was the accountant for Burisma. And she can give you the offshore bank accounts. The FBI never interviewed her. What, does Comer have that information real quick, Rudy? Uh, he should have the information. Yeah, you bet uh, he should have that information because that new document uh, that was apparently shown uh, by Ray finally uh, to Congress is about the Burisma deal. So that's you know, interesting. I know, I, know, I know exactly what that document is. It really comes from the documents I gave them in January of 2020. And one FBI agent went out to corroborate one piece of what I gave them, and he came back with solid evidence of a $10 million bribe. But nobody else interviewed any other witnesses. This, this, woman, eventually, this woman eventually disappeared. Not only was she the chief accountant of Burisma, she was the widow of the owner's partner. Wow. Uh, and uh, the partner, by the way, as soon as, as, soon as Loschewski got out of jail, He's the one who paid off Biden. His, paper, his picture was in the newspapers yesterday. He looks exactly like what he is, an organized criminal. And uh, his partner uh, all of a sudden smashed his car into a wall, and Zloshevsky took over the whole company. What a coincidence. I mean, <laughs> I mean they deal with murderers. You, you know that Hunter was also uh, uh, Whitey Bulger's nephew's partner for five years. Wow. In a in a in a in a, in a uh, partnership that included Red China, Red, uh, Red Chinese spies. They just don't bother to point out that James Bolger is one of the partners. Well, listen, by the way, there is so much here, Rudy, and I hope that Comer and his team get to the bottom of it. And, uh, there's and a Ru lot. Here. Rudy will be on the WABC at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning and tune in at 10 o'clock Sunday morning right after the Who Cats Roundtable. by then. Yeah, and exactly. my God, get all the up-to-date news by then. Thank you, you Rudy. Have a great weekend, and I'll be listening you to too. you then. Thank you, Rudy. We love 10 you. 10 o'clock Sunday. You. Let's take a break, and when we come back, Larry Kudlow to find out. I hope the economy is doing better. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. 
Well, we are back. Uh, thank God it's Friday. And uh, with us today is uh, Larry Kudlow, the, the country's leading economist, and has the number one show on uh, Monday through Friday on uh, Fox Business between uh, 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock, and the number one show Saturday mornings uh, with WABC between 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock. Larry, what the heck is going on? Well, John, thank you. Uh, unemployment claims rising now over 260,000. Uh, that's a recession signal. Hate to say it. Mm. But I just want to add, uh, I heard the back end of Rudy. Uh, we are looking at the biggest political scandal in American history, the Burisma payoff, five million bucks to Hunter, five million bucks to his father. Is just the evidence is mounting. And I want to just say one other thing for the record, and we're going to talk about it on my radio tomorrow. Uh, this whole Donald Trump indictment stuff, this is nothing more than Joe Biden and his Department of Justice trying desperately to stop Trump from becoming president. Because if he does become president, he will clean up the swamp. He will clean up the stables. He will stop all of the corruption in our legal system. That's what this is about. These charges are utter nonsense, utter, utter nonsense. And the Just timing, the that. timing of the Larry Edcox, or the timing of them was used to cover up the press with respect to the Biden bribes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. hundred percent, Ed Cox, you're the smartest guy. hundred percent correct. That's all this was trying to beat the airwaves o- over the weekend. You know, we had, uh, we had Alan Dershowitz on. I mean, this espionage stuff is just utter nonsense. Presidents, by the way, presidents, all presidents have a continuing security clearance. And the whole area where the documents were is uh, guarded and policed by the Secret Service. Just utter nonsense what's well, going on. And Larry, totally by the way, political. to your point, totally to your point, Larry, um, it, I think it's a lot safer in with Secret Service at Mar-a-Lago than next to uh, Hunter Biden's next Corvette, Corvette in the garage. With Hunter Biden okay. having access to it. And there's a whole question thing. of. No question of a document that he might have used. Those documents never should have left the National Archives. Presidents can take documents, okay, and they can declassify them or they can return them or whatever. Senators are not permitted to take documents. Vice presidents are not permitted to take documents. They are allowed to read them in a secure location in a skiff in the National Archives. Okay. They can't even take notes, by the way. They can't even have a tape recorder. The question there for Biden as a senator and as a vice president, how did those documents leave the National Archives? That is against the law without any question. Plus, Mark Levin's point, at best, this is a civil issue. It is not a criminal issue. Exactly. That's Mark Levin's key point. And Dershowitz confirmed that. I had him on as a guest on our show. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just saying they don't want Trump. OK, those listening and those in the studio there, some of you may be for Trump. Some of you may be against Trump. I understand that and I respect all that. But I'm just saying they do not want Trump to be president because he will clean up Washington, D.C., especially in a second term now that he knows where the bodies are. So, so Larry, you have the uh, the archives, National Archives. With the President's uh, uh, Records Act, uh, they want to go to the FBI to force Trump to deliver papers or whatever. They, they have to go. They would go to the White House first, would they not? 
and asked, can and, we do well, this? Because they're part of the administration. By the way, Biden did sign when, off on it. We Biden, know that. When Biden signed off on it, then they criminalized it in ha- going to the FBI. So Biden authorized going to the FBI and criminalizing a whole process, which is not criminalized on the Presidential Records Act. Even though that's he claims, correct. by the way, that he did not interfere it. I mean, that's the irony. He but, made the decision. But he opened the door, right, Larry? This absolutely smacks of what we call selective prosecution. It's clearly yeah, selective well, look, prosecution. This is the politicalization and weaponization of the justice system, and it has to stop. Let me just tell you, this is not a partisan issue. You know, what's bad for the goose will be bad for the gander. You simply cannot have a judicial legal system where one party tries to uh, override and destroy the other party. You need a neutral rule of law. This rule of law is one of the cornerstones of America's entire democracy. Okay, and in the last 10, 12 years, it started with Barack Obama. It has now turned into a political issue. And uh, this has to stop. Now, is Donald Trump the guy to stop it? I'll let others decide, okay? That's an issue you can have. Uh, I was very impressed with um, Governor Ron DeSantis' statement about the uh, weaponization of our legal system. I think DeSantis was right on the money. Uh, Most of those other presidential candidates didn't have the guts that DeSantis had. I'll let people decide who they're for in the primary. That's not my job. But my job is to say this is political nonsense. This is Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and and the FBI, and this has to be changed. They have to clean out these stables of corruption. They must do that. America is the greatest country in the world because of our rule of law and our voting system, and they are trying to undermine us. Amen. 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 Larry Cutlow, I'll be listening to your show 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock tomorrow on Saturday on WABC Radio. It's going to be worldwide, and uh, uh, I'm interested in seeing what, what else you're going to say. Milky Way. It's going to run through the entire Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. We love you, Larry. Let's, Thank you. Let's Thank take you. a break Thanks. right now, and we're going to come back, Rita, with Yeah, we've got Congresswoman Nancy Mace, and she actually saw the document about Burisma and is going to reveal to us what's in it and also what she thinks of the Trump indictment. Breaking Big stuff. news. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back. Well, we were talking about this bombshell document that a few members of Congress got to see alleging bribery with President Biden and Hunter Biden. Ten million bucks. This is a big deal. Uh, and joining us now is someone who got a chance to look at the document Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina. By the way, in fairness, I'm a Gamecock. I went to University of South Carolina. Uh, it's great to have you here, Congresswoman. Having me on this afternoon. Thank you. What 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 is was in the document? Was it uh, very revealing to you? Um, the document that was shown from Christopher Ray to a number of members, and it sounds explosive, and it could potentially uh, show bribery. Well, the House Oversight Committee members that were able to get access to the document yesterday, what we saw was was a lot of detail, a credible witness, credible whistleblower, you know, outlining a bribery scheme. And every single Republican that walked out of there talked to the press, but not a single Democrat. It really says a lot about how damning the evidence is. And when you look at that document and the accusations 
that are found therein. You know, $10 million, for example, split 50-50 between Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. And you go and you look at other corroborating evidence, the laptop with the emails that Hunter Biden was complaining he had to split half of all of his earnings with his dad. Well, you know, this document existed long before we knew about the laptop. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, I'm encouraging the Oversight Committee to continue its investigation. We need to follow the money. We need to subpoena more bank records. I want to go back to Treasury and re-review the suspicious activity reports and get to the bottom of this once and for all. You know, by the way, we just had Rudy Giuliani on earlier in the show, um, and he brought up mm-hmm. to us, Congresswoman Nancy Mace, that apparently I think there's a Ukrainian accountant and some individuals who would be very helpful to you guys. Have you talked to this person tied to Burisma? I have not. I have not personally. I'm not sure who the chairman Congressman James Comer from Kentucky, who he's spoken to yet. What we do know is that there was a complex layering of shell companies. And even in the document, the 1023 document the FBI provided us yesterday, the informants and the witnesses were bragging about that it would take, the fact that it would take the U.S. government 10 years to figure out the money laundering scheme says a lot. They created a complex web of shell companies to hide the source of the money and the final recipients of the money. And it's going to take a little bit of time, maybe even a long time, but I sure would like to talk to anyone, our committee would, who has information about this bribery scheme. Wow, this is explosive. We are talking to Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina, who actually saw the document uh, with these allegations of bribery. Uh, Judge Weinberg. Congresswoman, welcome back to the show. I'll tell you what I'm very concerned about, Mm -hmm. which is you're coming up on another election next year for Congress. And if the House of Representatives falls into the hands of the Democrats or the Republicans don't control the Senate, all this information will be buried in congressional committees and nobody's going to know the real truth. What say you? Well, like like it's been for the last several years, buried where no one has been investigating it. Um, it's very important. And I don't, I don't care if you have an R or a D by your name. I have, I've held members of my own party, Republicans, in contempt of Congress, okay? But when you see corruption, when you see racketeering, money laundering, bribery, regardless of who's in power, regardless of if you have an R or a D by your name, it ought to be investigated to the fullest extent of the law because the American people – are losing great trust. They have so much distrust in our institutions and in Congress. We need to show them that nobody is above the law here. And uh, we have uh, former New York Governor David Patterson. You have a question for Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Uh, Congresswoman, I'm particularly interested in what the bribery was. In other words, uh, we understand who got bribed, but what was it for? Did the documents reveal anything about that? It was well. It was heavily redacted, but it is related to Burisma and Ukraine, and that uh, that particular company trying to acquire another company in the United States. But a lot of the information was redacted. But the unredacted portions were very um, credible. They were legitimate. They were detailed. We need to go back and look at more bank records. Look at more suspicious activity reports and verify the information. Try to find the source of the funds. What companies or shell companies they traveled and navigated through because where's there, where there's smoke there's fire um i just cannot believe that the doj and the fbi tried to stonewall us with this uh there's something there because originally the fbi denied the document existed then it appeared 
out of magically out of thin air. Then they said we couldn't see it. And then they said only the chairman could see it, but it's got to be redacted. I mean, this wild goose chase for so one Congress, document. Come to find out, there are more 1023s. Very quickly, um, why would they give congressional members a document that's partly redacted? Especially at the, at the level of, of, of these allegations. That's a great point. Why, why couldn't you see it? Maybe the American public can't see the source, but why couldn't you see it? Well, some of the information based on the, the, the sentences, you could kind of see that that didn't need to be redacted. You know, uh, adjectives describing whether Hunter Biden was smart or dumb don't need to be redacted. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was the kind of thing that you saw, the amount of money that they were going to try to purchase a company for, that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of information that likely didn't have to be redacted, but it was because they want to hide it from Congress. They want to stonewall the American people. And quite frankly, I think everyone should see it. Don't trust my word for it. I want the American people to see it for themselves and judge it based on its merit. Ed Cox, you have a question. The the issue is uh, Congress, (laughs) your committee is investigating. Mm -hmm. How about the FBI where is their investigation? And I know they're no. going to say it's under investigation. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it. But uh, right. why not go after Ray? Call him before your committee and they go told, after him on that. Yeah, they told the Oversight Committee Monday five times that it, that it is a document related to an ongoing federal investigation. We don't know what investigation that is. We don't know if they've subpoenaed emails or bank records. We don't know where they are in their investigation. So after reading the document, I actually have more questions than I have answers from the FBI. And, uh, John, this is amazing information that we're hearing. I mean, that she's saying it's credible, uh, tied to Burisma, uh, big money, um, stunning. You know, before we let you go, Congresswoman, I know you haven't mm-hmm. always, you know, uh, been a supporter of President Trump. Um, you've been critical of him, yeah. but, but what do you think mm-hmm. of the indictment? I, I saw you, uh, you have really come out swinging about the double standards here of what's happening vis a vis, especially after you saw, uh, this document. Well, it's stunning. And in fact, Jack Smith at his press conference today said that, and I quote, we have one set of laws in this country and they apply to everyone. Okay, Jack Smith, now do Hillary Clinton, who's on Twitter today gloating about getting away with having a private email server, classified information, gloating about about her emails, right? Um, If we're going to apply this standard, it needs to apply to everyone, including Hillary Clinton, including Joe Biden, who had classified documents in his garage that was unsecured and thousands of boxes of documents strewn about the United States of America, there seems to be one standard for Donald Trump and another for everybody else. And I don't care, again, if you're Republican or Democrat, whatever that standard is, it has to be applied equally under the law. And that's not what's going on here. All right. Well, Congresswoman Nancy Mace, we are so appreciative of you being here. Thank you. you got to come back on again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And joining us now, we have Roger Stone, who has some big news. Roger. And joining us now is Roger Stone, longtime political consultant, lobbyist, and longtime friend of former President Donald Trump, and also a new member of the WABC family. He's going to have a big show coming up on Sunday at 3 debuting. Uh, Raj, first, your reaction to the stunning news of the indictment. It was just released. How incredibly ironic. We now have absolute stone-cold truth, proof, I should say, that Joe Biden and his son each took a $5 million bribe uh, in order to get a prosecutor who was hot on Hunter Biden's trail in Ukraine fired. And who gets indicted? Who gets impeached? Not Joe Biden. They go out and try to take out Donald Trump. 
regarding his handling of presidential documents. I mean, uh, this has become a banana republic. You know, Raj, it's amazing because just like you said, here is this enormous news. And what I'm seeing here, a lot of it's tied to classified documents. Where's the investigation of Joe Biden on classified documents? Well, and in fact, we have a special counsel who has been appointed to investigate Hunter Biden uh, and Joe Biden and Joe uh, and, and Joe Biden's handling of, of classified and top secret documents. We've heard not a word from that special counsel. Whenever anybody went to the grand jury regarding Donald Trump and his disposition and handling of documents, it was leaked all over the media. But we've heard not a peep about the alleged investigation into Joe Biden. Uh, look, all this tells me is Donald Trump remains an existential threat to the established order particularly uh, an awakened Donald Trump, who, while he did great things in his first term, would really clean house and bring fundamental reform to the U.S. government in a second term. How can the current president of the United States hire a prosecutor to get rid of his opposition that's running against him? I mean, that, that is truly a third world country. And it's just... What I would say to everybody, it is supreme. I wish we could have a Supreme Court or somebody close to God say, you know, why don't we all calm down? Let's have an election. Let's see who the American people want for president. You're absolutely right. But I think they fear the American people. I mean, that that's the irony. I hope you're right. In other words, I hope this whole thing gets short-circuited to the U.S. Supreme Court. On the other hand, I'd like to, you know, there are many cases I thought they should have taken up in the last term. They didn't. Maybe this potato is too hot for them as well. But the idea that Joe Biden can indict his leading opponent seems un-American to me. And traditionally, the FBI had a rule uh, they can't do anything. I forget, it was it 90 days before an election or, or six months Correct. before an election or something like that. 90 days, I think it is. And all of a sudden... You know, everything, you know, it's up to grabs. And uh, uh, here's the one thing. Here's the one thing I do know. Uh, anyone who thinks that he is phased should know that right now he's out playing 18 holes of golf. Uh, he's not going to quit his campaign. He is not going to give up. Uh, I spoke to him last night. He, he is resolute. He's angry, which is fair. I'd be angry, too, if I were him. But he's not hysterical. He's not unhinged. He doesn't even sound to me like a man under pressure. Uh, he actually was in a pretty good mood, but I think he's extremely resolute. And it's counterintuitive, but I think what you're going to see in the polls uh, is a big bounce in his support among Republicans. It strengthens his hand in terms of being nominated. And I don't think it's going to have the negative effect in the general election polls that perhaps the Democrats are hoping. In fact, the fact that Trump leads Biden right now in almost every respected national poll is uh, a reflection of the fact that, that Trump is ahead. And I think that panics the, the deep state. You're going to be on on WABC and three o'clock on Sunday. And you're going to have some more revelations and some more bombshells. Is that correct? That is absolutely. We're going to break this down for the for the people on my show, uh, which is I'm most grateful for at WABC. Three o'clock this Sunday. I'm going to take some calls. You're not going to want to miss it. I will wait for that for those calls, and we're going to have our we're teasing our our, our listeners tonight to make sure they they tune in. It's three o'clock on Sunday. WABCRadio.com 
at $770 Thank you so much, Roger. Appreciate it, John. Wow, really interesting. And everybody stay with us on Cats and Cosby. Alphonse D'Amato, John, after no, the break. No, you can't miss uh, Senator Alphonse D'Amato, the best U.S. senator in New York State ever had. And he's always on fire. <laughs> he's coming up. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back. Yeah, wow, what a bombshell day, John. I tell you, this is, you can't, there's no other show you can get this much information. Absolutely. And, and with our great, great folks, we have Governor Patterson, Ed Cox, Judge Weinberg. And joining us now here is the great former Senator of New York, the greatest ever, Alphonse D'Amato. How are you, Senator? Well, I'm doing all right, but I'm very sad for this country. What's taking place? If, I I got to tell you who loves this. You know who loves it? Russia. China. They love it. China. Iran. They love it. Iran. They love it. Venezuela. Enemies. They love what's taking place to this country. And this Justice Department, a bunch of jackasses, and what they've done. Why? They cover up for the Bidens. They cover up Hunter and his laptop and whatnot going on for five years. An absolute cover-up, okay? They, they, they do this. And let me tell you, I'm not saying uh, that we should applaud uh, Trump. I think he's an arrogant son of a gun. And that's a nice way to put it. Arrogant. And what he did on January 6th was despicable. And again, you've heard me say it, and I'll say it again. Thank God for Mike Pence. He kept this country from what would be a revolution. And now we got these jackasses in the Justice Department going out of their way to create a revolution. Do I applaud Trump for what he did? No. Absolutely. Irresponsible. When they said, give us the documents, you damn jackass, turn them over. Get rid of it. Don't play these games. But to set yourself up, and that's what he did. He set himself up. And these jackasses in the Justice Department, they, they are so happy to, to kiss the president's rump. This attorney general who only sees what he wants to see, what, when it can hurt Republicans, goes after him. He helps cover up the Biden business. That that kid broke the law and his father was part of it. So we look one way, but when we have a chance to get Trump, we have a chance to keep the president guy in office. Let's go after him. And we don't think about the country. What, how, what kind of impact do you think, Senator D'Amato, this has on American justice? You brought up a great point because we're sitting here, we're looking at the Biden stuff, and we just had on Nancy Mace earlier. She was talking about she saw this document, and it basically shows allegations of $5 million to the big guy, $5 million to the son, Hunter Biden, and nothing. So far, zero has happened to either and like you said, I mean, to me, we're living in an alternate universe. John and I always talk about it. It's like a banana republic, don't you? I mean, it's amazing, It's John. embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the whole world. It's a, yeah, I mean, what we have done is put petty partisan politics ahead of the country. And our enemies, boy, do they love it. Because we look weak and incompetent, and we are now in for a horrible time. 
no matter what takes place, this is not going to be good for America. Okay? And who comes out ahead? The Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians. And what do you think happens as it relates to our allies? How confident can they be in, in terms of relying on America? You can ask Saudi Arabia. Oh, well, Saudi Arabia, uh, 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 Biden already, because he had to get involved in their internal politics. Oh, you know what they did, etc. And you see the Saudis, who would have been one of our biggest allies now, and they were an ally, we've, we've neutralized that. Um, hopefully they do not become an enemy and we can get them back in. And thank God, I want to tell you this. The only people holding back Iran, you know who it is? Huh? Israel. 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 The only ones. They're the only ones because they know they can't just depend on the United States or anybody else. And if they have to go in and take out those atomic facilities, if they have to use an atomic weapon to do it, they'll do it for their own survival. So thank God that we have Israel. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you got a question for Al D'Amato. Senator, have you heard these reports about the Chinese giving uh, long-range missiles to uh, the hypersonic? The hypersonic. That's very scary. If you're you're sitting there in Israel, what do you do when you know this has now been turned over? What are the Chinese doing to destabilize the world? Well, you just said it. They are looking to destabilize the world, and they're moving in wherever and whenever they can. And, of course, there's there's talk about, and I I don't know the details of it. It's just emerging of them attempting to work in Cuba. And, of course, that's not going to be good for us. It's not going to be good for South America, etc. But that's the next move that you can expect from them. So this situation of indicting um, uh, Donald Trump, um, who does have this air of superiority, and and what he did on January 6th was disgraceful, but to indict him is terrible. It is wrong. Hurting democracy, you're not helping democracy. And let me tell you, um, where was the big outcry with all, and they say where he stored them. Oh, everything now I watch CNN. Oh, he stored them all over the place. What about where 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 the president, where Biden stored the papers he took? Yeah, in, 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 the, in the garage yeah, with Hunter. And he's not go. He does not have an excuse under the presidential record. He's, he's really a senator, or vice president. Absolutely. And by the he way, had he, no right at all to have those documents. And he had it basically like strewn all over the eastern seaboard. I mean, there were so many locations. Real quick, Senator, we just have a few seconds left. Sure. Well, let me say this to you. We've, we've hurt democracy. We've hurt this country. I am, I am absolutely worried now. I, 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 I think that this has injured us and it's injured the United States of America terribly. I think uh, our allies are wondering what about this country? Our European, and it took us quite a while to get NATO strong, etc. They're wondering if they can uh, count on us. This goes beyond Republican and Democratic uh, politics. But I'll tell you this, the Justice Department, I'm afraid of them. 
Wow, very scary. You speak to me, Senator. Wow, (laughs) Senator, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you being here on such an important day. Thank you. Good being with you. And what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and the American American way. way. God bless America.